Here's a correlation. Sports go away and apps like Robinhood take off. Betting on stocks instead of sports? You bet. And one big fish says he's walking away from stocks the moment sports get rolling again. We're talking betting, stocks, and sports on today's Money with Friends. Welcome back to the Money with Friends podcast, coming to you live one last time from my mom's half-finished basement outside Detroit, Michigan, where we make the Stacking Benjamin Show. I'm Joe Saul Cihai. This is the podcast where we cover recent stories ripped from the financial press. Today, we're tackling one from CNBC. Not only do we read them like some podcasts, but we dive into how they affect your wallet and what you can do to invest, save, and pay down debt more effectively and If that's not enough, we'll share a big idea at the end of today's show so you can uh, take it with you and be better with money the rest of your day and all in usually less than 20 minutes. Today's show is brought to you by Tiller Money. This is what I use, guys, to manage my money. Money, meet Google Sheets, or if you prefer, introduce it to Excel. Easily track your financial life in one place with the greatest control to kick the tires on Tiller and to see how great it is and get 10% off your annual subscription. Head to tillerhq.com forward slash MWF for more. All right. Today, we're supposed to have Tate Frazier with us from uh, Titus and Tate. Tate, though, had some Big time problems getting here. And so guess what? You are stuck with me for a second day in a row. Oh boy. It's buckle your seatbelts. We're going to have a good time. The good news is though, we got a bunch of people who are hanging out with us, helping us make this show. Head to facebook.com forward slash iStackBenjamins if you want to help us make one in the future. Before today, I'm going to need their help because the people hanging out with me and I are going to talk sports betting and stock betting. So let's see which one of our friends is going to help us kick off today's show. Hi, this is Andy from Derby, Vermont. We'll supply the coffee. They'll supply the headlines. That's why I listen to Money with Friends. All right. Today's show comes to us from CNBC. It's written by Tyler Clifford. Barstool Sports. Dave Portnoy says he'll focus on sports betting when sports return. By the way, Dave Portnoy says a lot of crazy stuff. Uh, Last week, he talked about in a in a widely publicized story talked about how Warren Buffett was washed up and he was way better at trading stocks than Warren Buffett was and making some incredibly outlandish claims that a lot of people laughed at. Uh, uh, I don't think Dave Portnoy would be upset if I said he is very much a carnival barker. It's, it's pretty funny. All right. Uh, Tyler Clifford writes, as Penn National Gaming works to reopen its casinos and gaming operations, Barstool founder Dave Portnoy is itching to return to his roots. Portnoy, an average sports better who began betting on stocks after professional sports paused due to coronavirus, told CNBC's Jim Cramer that he's leaving the stock trading game behind when sports make their return. I'm enjoying the stock stuff. It's been fun, he said in a Mad Money interview, but I'm a sports guy. I'm a sports better. I want sports back, and when it comes back, that's going to be where my focus is. But for now, I'm having fun with the stock game. Portnoy, who launched the Barstool Sports and Culture blog in 2003 and made millions selling a stake of the company to Penn earlier this year, has chronicled his trading activities during the coronavirus pandemic, both the good and the bad, for his millions of social media followers to the ire of some Wall Street veterans. He also inspired a new generation of investors to enter 
the market. Portnoy revealed in April that he began day trading with $3 million in an old E-Trade account, even admitting to losing $647,000 in one day. Going to read that again. He started with $3 million in an old E-Trade account, and he admitted to losing $647,000 in one day. He bombastically tweeted earlier this month, I'm the captain now, and then he surpassed Warren Buffett when it comes to picking stocks. Outside of the short-term trading exploits, Portnoy made a long-term play when he sold a 36% stake in Barstool to Penn in January in a deal worth $450 million. Barstool will launch a sports book as part of the deal, and he expects it'll be a, quote, dominant player in the game. Of course, he would say that, right? And an additive to the casino operator. All right, the rest of this reads like a uh, Barstool Sports uh, Penn um, uh, puff piece so that they can get some excitement some uh, PR rep liked it but we talk about this I want to go into sports betting here and we've seen the rise of this app called Robinhood Robinhood by the way stripped down app nearly no features so when Robinhood first came out Robinhood said we're not going to give you a lot but in exchange you're going to get trades for free and then they made option trading incredibly easier and options allow you to leverage your position meaning instead of buying a stock with an option you could buy an option to buy it later meaning i can put only maybe 10 percent of the money down maybe even less than that and i will then own the right to buy it and hey if it goes down don't lose much money if it goes up i i can I can I can make I can make a ton more money uh, uh, on an option. We've seen, by the way, because of the fact that options are so so aggressive. And I actually got something wrong there. I said when op when the option goes down, you don't lose money. It depends on the type of option, guys. Because if you play options incorrectly, you can land in a whole heap of trouble. We did a story here uh, last week about a trader who took his own life because of the fact that on Robin Hood, he was trading options and he got over $700,000 in debt. And definitely. And I want to reiterate this again, it's just money and it is not worth losing your life over. And if you feel badly, you really need to go talk to somebody. Um, and that just gives me a pit in my stomach whenever that happens. But it's interesting that now, so now Robin Hood makes trading free all the big boys, Charles Schwab, TD Ameritrade, uh, uh, Fidelity, Vanguard, all go to zero with their trading as well. All these different companies now you can buy stocks for free. They didn't make it as easy to buy options, though. And they also include a bunch of tools so you can actually do some homework to buy stocks. So when you buy stocks as a long-term investor, you can look at the companies you actually own. Robinhood doesn't have all these features. Robinhood makes it easy to leverage your account. Robinhood makes it easy to make a lot of money and to lose a lot of money with not a ton of data. You really don't have a lot. They do have a couple of cool features. One of them is you can listen to the earnings calls right from the Robinhood app. Okay, that's pretty neat. But in terms of tools, whether it's technical analysis, fundamental analysis, not a lot there. So really not a lot of competitive advantage with Robinhood. But they make betting super easy. I've heard more about Robinhood lately. And then I realized when I read this piece, why? I think it's because sports betting has gone away. And because guys like Dave Portnoy from Barstool Sports can't bet on 
sports, they decided instead to bet on stocks. And the bad news, the bad news is with the market going up, it makes people feel like they're geniuses. These guys are like, hey, all of a sudden, I'm in Robinhood. I'm making a bundle of money. Betting, betting, betting on stocks. What do you guys think about betting on stocks? Let's turn to uh, people hanging out with us. Uh, Eric is just hanging out with us. This is Robinhood's the new poker stars. It feels like it, doesn't it? Is is Robinhood just betting? I'm. I don't understand the allure. Besides a heck of a name. They have a fantastic name and they have a lot of good advertising. I don't get why I would use a Robinhood versus a uh, TD Ameritrade or Fidelity. Why would I, why would I do that? Uh, Chris is weighing in. Hey, Chris on uh, Dave Portnoy says Dave Portnoy is a tool, but I like watching him eat and rate pizza. (laughs) That's funny. Dave, Dave Portnoy is good at something. And that is this. One of the important things about any career is knowing how to toot your own horn. And I think that some of the success of Barstool Sports is because of the fact that Dave Portnoy knows how to be out in front. You look at people like Richard Branson, um, uh, 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 Kelleher, oh boy, from, uh, this is what I get from thinking of names on the fly. Uh, Herb Kelleher, there it is. Uh, from from ticker symbol LUV, right? Southwest Airlines. Same thing. He did a he did an arm wrestling match uh, uh, to get the rights to fly into a place against another guy. Fan fantastic guy that would do outrageous stuff just to make sure that his name was in the news even more. Some of these top leaders realize that they're just the face of the organization, and I know that. To some degree, wherever we work, we get frustrated with people who are very good at tooting their own horn. There's a dude I know who's not a great podcaster. I go to podcasting conferences and I always see this guy and everybody knows him and every, everybody seems to, um, uh, I don't know if like him is the right word, but, but if the guy was so brilliant, his show would be, his show would be a lot better than it is. It's so frustrating. That makes me sound bad, doesn't it? Um, but it, but but he's a guy who knows very very well to toot his own horn around the right people. He knows very very well how to uh, how to. Toot. Sometimes I think he toots it a little too hard. There's a trick there. A guy named Dave, like Dave Portnoy toots that horn. Everybody knows though he's full of it, and I think it I think it makes it makes it really fun. Uh, Rebecca says, uh, "Good riddance." on stock betting stocks are investments not betting well and that's what's interesting rebecca i mean if you're using an app like Robinhood, where there is there are no tool real tools right maybe there's few minimal tools but there's not tools like the other places like schwab has or td ameritrade has to name just a fidelity has uh uh even some of the mutual fund companies t real price has right you don't have those same tools, it feels like Robinhood's made to bet stocks. And there's so many people that apparently are attracted to that. And I feel bad because I think that, I think this race to $0 trades has made us do something that we shouldn't be doing. I think Rebecca hit the nail on the head. We shouldn't be trading stocks 
back and forth all the time. You look at, you look at uh, the number of people that have been burned doing that versus being a long-term investor. Uh, I remember Fidelity did a study uh, a few years ago where they looked at all the 401ks that they manage best performing 401ks of all the Fidelity 401ks out there. And you may have heard me tell the story before were the 401ks of people who had died. And you know why? It's because the dead people didn't touch their stuff over and over and over. They left it alone. Let's take a look at what, what other people are, are talking about. Uh, I did mention this is our last show here in the basement in Detroit. Uh, Cheryl and I hitting the road, really no idea where we're, where we're going. That's a, that's an interesting thing for the short term. We are headed, uh, uh, to Dallas by way of North Carolina. Going to hang out there for a month, maybe hang out in um, Greece. We saw that Greece just opened. Might do that. Would it be fun to take mom in the basement uh, to Greece? That would be, that'd be interesting. But, uh, but Melissa says, map, the map is the last thing that, that I need to pack. Can't, can't get the, not going to have the map for a while until we figure out where, where this plane lands. So that's interesting. Annette's got a great point here. Hey, Annette. Annette says we also shouldn't eat junk food, <laughs> which is which is absolutely true. We can't keep our hand out of the cookie jar. And the thing that happens, just like the cookie tastes good. So uh, Cheryl last night made uh, about 25 cookies. And by the time I got there, after my son Nick is uh, hanging out with us, um, by the time I got there, we were down to maybe eight and by the time I got through with it, we were down to about three cookies. Uh, we were down to precisely three cookies. Good news is we have milk. If we had no milk, I would have left them alone. That's a show for another day. But what's interesting about it was the first cookie tasted so good. The second one went down easier. And then, man, I had a bunch of milk left, so I had the third one. Then I had a fourth one. Then I had a fifth one. As fast as this market came off the bottom, the stock market's been on this tear. If you're somebody who's betting and you're winning all the time while you're betting, you know what you're going to do? You're going to keep going. It, the first cookie tastes good. I'm going to have the next one. Going to have going to have another one. It's uh, it is it is the way that the way that this works. In just a moment, I'll have our big takeaway from today's piece. But first, I want to say a big thanks to Tiller Money for supporting Money with Friends. You know, I use Tiller Money to manage my money. And the reason is it makes it really easy for Cheryl and I to have discussions. I think the most important thing when it comes to managing your money is the discussions that you have and the decision-making time that you have to think about things side by side. And I I like looking at long-term things and short-term things together. Like as an example, the holiday season, we're in the middle of summer right now. Not a lot of people thinking about the holidays, but I'm starting to put money away for our holiday budget. At the same time, looking at maybe getting some takeout tonight. Now, if I've got a great budget, I should be comparing a dollar and deciding, do I want the Chinese food tonight or am I going to eat the last stuff in the refrigerator versus then I have more money for the holiday season because I didn't get takeout. I should be making these long-term versus short-term decisions. 
back and forth. And we, and we rarely do that, right? What I love about Tillers give me the flexibility to budget the way that I want. I can not only track money coming in from all different sources, but I also then can create a budget with some stops at the end so that every dollar has a job. I know exactly where every dollar is going to go. If I go over in a certain area and that envelope is empty, Tiller reminds me. Now, what's cool is that's the type of budget I use. That's not the type of budget everybody needs to use. You can choose among many, many, many different templates at Tiller. They're all at tillerhq.com forward slash MWF. By the way, you'll get 10% off. If you decide you like it, you're gonna, you can try it out for free, see if you like it. And if you do, choose the annual subscription, you'll get 10% off. Uh, uh, TillerHQ dot com forward slash mwf almost forgot that url and i say it what every other day all right guys uh here's my takeaway on 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 today's piece i think that i think sometimes we are our own worst enemy and when it comes to investing investing is the one thing that we do where history has shown us time and time and time again that if we pick something that's good and we leave it alone while it's meeting the goal we are going to do much, much, much better than we go in and out and in and out and in and out. And an up market to somebody betting using options on an app like Robinhood or wherever is going to look fantastic when the market's going up. And you know what's going to happen when the market goes down? Market goes down, especially if you use options, we're going to see a lot of people aren't the geniuses that they thought they were. It is better not to play that game. We don't want anything to do with that. What is a stock really? It's ownership in a company. And if you believe in a company, why wouldn't you continue to stand behind that company? I don't know when the market's going to go up and when the market's going to go down. And I can either pretend that I do, which doesn't seem a little egotistical. I think it does. Versus if we just sit on that stock until it no longer meets the goal. What does that mean? If, if you look this up, I'm going to give you something, uh, a little homework today. You can look up technical analysis versus fundamental analysis. And for those of you money geeks that don't know what those two things are, it's the difference between looking at life as a trader and is the stock going to go up or down tomorrow over the short term versus fundamentals. Fundamental analysis is a lot like our budget at home. We just talked about tiller money and budgets. Our budget if our budget is great and we have great cash flow, our stock is going to rise. How do we know? We'll have more money in the bank. We'll have less debt. We'll have savings. We'll meet our goals. Things are going to be fantastic. If we don't have a great budget, might incur more debt. There's going to be more surprises. Life might not go as, quote, fairly for me, right? Might end up having a much, much harder time. My stock goes down then. Companies and people in that way are the same over long periods of time. Find companies with great cash flow in a sector of the market that you really like, or if you don't want to play that game at all, buy an index fund. An index fund is going to buy the biggest companies in the United States. When a company stops doing what they're supposed to do, you know what happens? The index says goodbye to it, and you don't have to even worry about any of that. It is self-cleaning so that, as an example, the S&P 500 top 500 companies in America, the second a company stops being the top 500, it goes away on its own. So that, my friends, I think is this, is, 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 uh, is my point, which is betting on stocks. I don't know. Betting on sports, I don't know though either. Betting on sports doesn't think, uh, doesn't seem fun to me.
think we're going to leave it there. Thanks to everybody for hanging out. Thanks for the last year and a half hanging with us in the basement. I'm saying goodbye. I'm not really saying goodbye to you because I'll be back here again, but uh, saying goodbye to you on behalf of, of uh, this fun place that I've been hanging out with you guys. Next time that I talk to you, uh, I'll be someplace completely different. And that's going to happen for the next couple months at least because uh, we've uh, sold just about everything we own and we're taking it on the road. And I think Bobby and I are going to have an episode soon where we go over exactly the craziness uh, that Cheryl and I are doing right now. So uh, we will see you back here next time, though. See you back here tomorrow. Bobby and I. Money with friends. Bye bye. This show's created and hosted by us, Joe Salcihai and Bobby Rebel, and it's edited and produced by Ashley Wall. Money with Friends is a product of Money with Friends, LLC, copyright 2020. For a list of the thought leaders who appear on the podcast and links to the stories discussed, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be part of the show. Also, be sure to follow us on social media at moneyfriendspod on both Instagram and Twitter. Look out for our polls and quizzes. You could get a shout out on the show. We're well worth following. We promise. As with anything, remember you shouldn't take advice from any of us or or any other videos or podcasts without first talking to your financial advisor. These people on this episode, they're here for your and their entertainment purposes only. I'm Bobby. I'm Joe. We'll see you here back next time with another episode of Money with Friends. Bam, nailed it.